Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Ships of the Trek Universe. I'm Brandon, your host for this collab podcast with Hero Collector and the executive producer and host of Ship Talking Pod. And not only is Hero Collector's Ben Robinson back, but this episode, we're joined by a very special guest straight from the art team behind the ship scene in Star Trek Discovery. It's Ryan Denning. Welcome to you both. How are you? Good. Ryan, how are you? I'm great. Great to be here. Yeah, it's so great to to put a uh, a face to a name. I know not, a, and no one's going to see your face from this because we're an audio podcast. But it's so great to have you here, um, and you've done some amazing work. And it's really great to be able to chat about some of it, starting off with this ship here today. But before we jump into it, can you tell everyone a little bit about your role? Um, since this is your first time on the show, yeah, I'm a concept artist slash designer on um, a bunch of shows and video games, and I uh, worked on Star Trek Discovery for a few seasons and basically come up with illustrations and designs for interiors, exteriors of ships, planets, cool. whatever they need us for the show. Amazing. And speaking of ships, so for today's episode, it's going to actually take us into our first chat about a ship that's part of the universe series, but it was not in Picard. So all the ships before this have been in Picard. This one's from Star Trek Discovery. And also, interesting enough, it's a Section 31 ship. Now, someone's going to have to help me with the name. What's the correct way to pronounce it? Demos class? Demos class? Ben, you got to name it. What is it? You know what? I don't know. Ah. Uh, my ancient Greek is not up to scratch. Okay. <laughs> so Ryan probably doesn't even know this. I got to name the ships because when we made the models, they didn't have classes. So when Ryan designed them, and he, this is like one of four Section 31 ships, which he can explain in a minute, um, they just came through to us as medium one, large one, four nacelles, two nacelles. Mm. Um, and we had to give them the names. Ah. Yeah, and actually... I had no idea which ones were going to show up in the final episode. So when I watched the episode, I was like, oh, okay, they did them all. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually so interesting. Now, of course, before we break into the episode and into the ship insights and, and discuss the design, which we normally do and behind the scenes fun, I figured since Ryan's here, let's jump into some good old fashioned ship talking. So I guess, Ryan, just to start it off, when you thought about the design process for this one, and of course, I know that she's uh, she's got some sister ships out there that that you probably created at the same time, but I know you were looking at a fleet of ships and you were doing this as the story was still being created, if I understand correctly? Yeah, so we most of the design work was done for the main Section 31 ship that you see on most of the show. So we'd already gone through a whole design process for that ship and uh, it was approved and we were making that. And then they wanted a bunch of Section 31 ships to show up for the final episodes. Hmm. And so uh, part of it was trying to make something that felt like it was part of the same fleet. Mm -hmm. And part of part of it was uh, trying to come up with something that was doable because uh, budget and time constraints and stuff. So hmm. that's why you see a lot of reuse from the original ship. But it also kind of made sense for Star Trek that they would have sort of modules and designs for things that they would reuse. Yeah, I mean, we've seen that across Star Trek with like kit bashing of ships. So yeah. it absolutely makes sense. Um, and yeah, I remember the episode of course that it showed up in of course the um i think it was starfleet klingon and the bow were against ai control right yeah um and of course section 31 ships have always been you know stealthy and and they've got extra abilities that you wouldn't normally see in in some starfleet ships um very offensive capabilities and this one had a really cool one in terms of all the attack drones yeah so 
they wanted all these drones. And I think, I can't remember if I came up with the idea or someone else did, but I distinctly remember seeing a leaf with all these, like a, a leaf on the ground where it was mm-hmm. kind of eaten out. Okay. And uh, I thought, oh, that's cool. Like, what if all the drones, they leave the ships like right from the hull? Yeah. And what's left is this sort of perforated hull. So I can't remember. I know the, the ships were supposed to deploy from the ship, but, uh, okay. but anyways, so I might be taking credit for something I didn't do. But <laughs> I, I... <laughs> Inspired or, or maybe there's a mind reader out there that was like, oh yeah, this is Ryan's. <laughs> but uh, also like the smaller ship had these plates all over the hull that were supposed to sort of undulate and change. And so it kind of acted as its stealth thing. So it also kind of tied, it was like a scaled up version of this where those plates were actually mm. all drones that po- can pop off. Yeah. And Ben, I know that, of course, when you got in these models, they didn't have class names. So you had to do uh, a bit of work there. We, we know this one's from, you know, Greek. Do the other ones fall in line as well with Greek? Yeah. Well, they're all um, mythic warriors uh, of yes. some kind. Uh, I figured that since it was section 31, they wouldn't be like naming them after like ambassadors or right. no, that's nice explorers or things like that. They'd be like, yeah, who kills people? <laughs> so. That that makes sense. And Ben, when it came to the model aspect of this and, and Hero Collector putting out the magazine, what insights can you share there in terms of what went into getting this ready for, uh, for us to be able to have on our shelves? Well, the biggest thing we had was actually trying to work out um, which one was which, if you sort of mean. So um, the models are Ryan, we were talking about this, is that they're very similar to your concept models. Yeah, so you built, when you have, just can you explain to people how it works when you hand stuff over to VFX? So how it works is like, I'll do classic sketches, scribbles like in a notebook, Mm -hmm. uh, come up with some ideas, and then I would maybe draw them in a computer for a first pass, and then uh, build out some 3D models, like really rough ones, and kind of paint over those. Uh, And so it kind of goes through this process with the production designer. And then uh, at some point, the model ended up going over, my rough model ended up going over to Scott Schneider, who did a really detailed, built-out model that would probably, that was the model that would have been handed over to VFX that they would use. But um, that sometimes would come back and we would do another pass over his to kind of maybe uh, do a nice render of it and do some of the finer finishes and things like that. So All right. um, that's kind of how it would work. That's a really interesting process. Um it's it's a really cool looking ship and who knows what the future holds in terms of you know when we might see it again i know there was talk you know from cbs about potential michelle yo and section 31 so it'd be cool for it to show up i know it's made it into a, a, a at least one video game so that's kind of cool um ben when it comes to the ship itself too any behind the scenes stuff you want to share with us well actually i have questions for ryan on oh, this because okay. there are things that it doesn't do on screen ah. that the concept art kind of implies it might be able to do yeah so like the stealth ship which it's based on folds up did these fold up uh there's a couple things so all of these ships originally were kind of the same scale as the other one they were just had larger sections okay but then they wanted them even bigger so if you look at the designs of them a lot of stuff just looks like scaled up versions of the uh scout the smaller ship all right but they all were meant to have exactly the same functionality Hmm. so they all are supposed to fold up to uh like with the bigger saucers they actually Mm -hmm. slide back i believe 
Oh, totally. I think on some of them, yeah, the bottom, like the engineering section was meant to slide forward a bit and the nacelles would fold under. Wow. Um, and that was to kind of minimize its silhouette yep. and make it just feel like floating debris or something. And yeah, they were all supposed to do that. There's also, I'm not sure if it made it to the final model, uh, Ben, is the original concept had the two little kind of uh, thin platforms that would come down. And I'm not sure if that actually made it. Uh, they pivot down? I think the fins are on there, but I, we didn't know what they were. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, so <laughs> let me tell you, that those were partly just in the sketch. Like, it needed something that came out. And so... I think like a lot of Star Trek things, probably there's this cool idea or design and then yep. you try and explain, hey, what does it do? Yeah. Uh, so my thinking was it could be either some sort of a, there was a couple ideas. There was like some sort of a heat or energy venting thing. Another idea was a sensor. It exposed some sensors. Um, another idea was a phaser platform. So we had a bunch of ideas, but we never really developed them further. And I wasn't sure what William Budge ended up, mm. the kind of details those guys put on it in the end. But that was my thing. I had enough, like, you know, we can come up with some good ideas for these. Clearly not for aerodynamic. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is why I love having the designers on and those with the insight like Ben and, and all the others that come from Hero Collector. They got that behind the scenes stuff and what makes this podcast so fun. So Ryan and Ben, I really appreciate you both sharing about the ship. Uh, absolutely amazing. Really cool. I had no idea about any of that. I know everyone's like, all the modelers listening out there that are watching this like, okay, I've got to do something with this now. I've got to make that happen. Um, so those of, those of you that do, if you do, make sure to share your art with us. And of course, uh, make sure to pick up the models you can check it out in person as well as the accompanying magazine and of course you can see um, more insights and designs in that magazine and of course stay tuned for more episodes of this collaboration podcast as we dive into more ships from discovery we'll go back to picard and we've got upcoming shows as well but per tradition before we warp out as a teaser for the next episode we're going to be chatting about another romulan warbird that was featured in star trek picard and this one's really cool uh, in that we didn't see it too long on screen but it's got a great story about how its design came to be and we kind of hinted at it in the last episode talking about the Romulan flagship. Uh, ben, before we go, can you remind everyone where they can purchase the models or subscribe to the collection? So you can either buy them from uh, shop.egoodmoss.com or if you want to subscribe, so make sure you don't miss any of them, you can go to herocollector.com uh, backslash Star Trek Universe. That is great. And of course, Hero Collector is very active in all the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can search Hero Collector and you find them on any of their channels. Ryan, what about yourself? Is there anywhere our listeners can check out some of your work or, or the website? There's an art book for Discovery that uh, has some stuff. You can uh, see some expanded stuff. But we also, uh, my uh, business partner and I, our studio is called uh, Northfront Studio. So if you go to northfrontstudio.com, but uh, it's really outdated. Well, um. <laughs> we can see your most up-to-date work and, of course, the art books and, of course, in Star Trek Discovery itself. Uh, for myself, for Ship Talking Pod, you can go to shiptalkingpod.com for all the details and links to this and all of our other shows. We're also on Twitter at Ship Talking Pod. And make sure to give us a follow there as we're going to launch a giveaway of this ship that we talked about that comes with the magazine and the ship itself. So keep an eye out for that. And also, we're on Patreon in return for your support, which makes everything we do possible. We provide special benefits, including expanded episodes of our main pod, the ability to chat in Discord with some of our guests that join us, special patron-only giveaways, and much more. Head to shiptalkingpod.com slash Patreon for details. Ben and Ryan, thank you so, so much for joining. It was an absolute pleasure to have you here. Also, thanks, of course, to our listeners for tuning in. And until the next episode, live long and prosper. Goodbye. See ya. Yeah.
So this week's little piece of trivia uh, is this is my claim to fame in Star Trek. <laughs> the number of times I've come close to almost being influential. Uh, this is the first time it's come off as I got to name the ships. So they're all named after mythical warriors. So this one is the Demos class, who is the mm -hmm. son of Ares, the, uh, ah, right. the Greek god of war. You have Huyi class, who is a Chinese archer. Okay. You have Shiva, who is Indian god of war, mm -hmm. and Nimrod, who is famously the hunter. So they're all kind of uh, warrior ships. Uh, and another piece of trivia for you: this ship. Part of it has already been made available because we already did a model of the drone that comes out of the hull to attack oh, yes, uh, Discovery yes, yes. and the rest of the fleet. Well, it's come full circle now. But it won't fit. <laughs> <laughs> it it's way bigger. It's way big. It's almost bigger than this. Yeah, like it's bigger than the saucer, man. The we, need a, we need an extra, 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 extra large version. It's some grains of sand. <laughs> it's true. They would be. Yeah, there you go. There we go. <laughs> So this one ship, there weren't, there weren't going to be any ships for this, and we ended up with five. Ah. Well, there you go. 